And some people will pass off this addiction as uh, being normal. When the reality is, is that if you can't wake up in the mornings without a cup of coffee, then you got to question yourself and you got to ask yourself, okay, what the fuck is not happening here? You know, I personally, for me, I keep myself healthy and I eat right and I work out and I exercise and, you know, the coffee actually, it just gave me almost, it was like taking a, (laughs) it was like taking a flamethrower towards my energy. They say that getting in shape is hard, but no one told you about the struggle. It's time for you to get healthy, but business and family make life complicated. Discover all the high-performance secrets that founders and busy entrepreneurs use to ensure they stay fit and lean, no matter how busy they get. This podcast is a reminder to use those secrets, which make getting in shape easy and stress-free, while doing it in a way that fits your busy lifestyle. And ultimately, this will make you a better performer at work and home. You're listening to The High Performance Founder with your host, Dan Goh. What is up, my friend? Welcome back to the podcast. Good to have you here. And I am uh, talking to you from the good old hometown of Toronto, Ontario. And we're going to be here until uh, the end of September. And once uh, September hits, or actually October hits, we are actually going to BC, British Columbia. And we're going to test out how living is down there. And right now, like my podcast studio and my workspace is, is let's just say it's fluid <laughs> right now. Um, that's why the sound quality may be a little bit different on different podcasts, just because, uh, you know, there is no real set space for us right now. So, yeah, I mean, you know, when we actually got to Toronto, I think we got to, into Toronto about the beginning of August. And um, coming back to Toronto, we actually had to do a 14-day quarantine. Uh, this is, if you're listening to this, depending on the year it is, uh, you know, we're dealing with, you know, restrictions and, and COVID restrictions, especially when it comes to travel. And when I got back to Toronto, there was a mandatory 14-day quarantine uh, that we had to, that we had to do. Uh, so uh, to do the 14-day quarantine, I ended up renting out this this really cool lake house in Toronto, uh, and uh, and yeah, it was it was spectacular. And this was actually the start of something I was not intending to do at all, which was uh, this whole test, I guess you could say, of getting off of caffeine. I, I really, I really did not mean to go 36 days off of drinking coffee. But it happened, and it happened actually very interestingly. Uh, so the very first day that we get there to uh, the new home that we're going to be spending quarantine at, um, I believe it was actually the next day that we uh, that we got there. I ended up uh, they had these Nespresso pods or these these Keurig things, and I went to get I went to actually make myself an instant coffee. And usually I don't really do the instant coffee. I like to make it on my own, but I ended up uh, using these, uh, let's just call them like these these coffee pots. And I put it in, I drank the coffee, and I proceeded to have one of, uh, just a really hard day. You know, I just remember that day being sluggish. I remember myself being sluggish, not necessarily able to uh, be as productive or perform as well. And I was like, what What the fuck? What's what's happening right here? Well, what, what exactly, what 
like I guess like the, all the travel got to me. That's what I thought to myself. And I was just like, okay, well, maybe just today is just an anomaly. So the next day comes and I end up uh, going and grabbing the coffee pot again. And my wife, Linda, she she stops me and she says, hey, you know, that's decaf, right? And I look at her and I'm just like, what are you talking about? This is coffee. I, you know, I'm, I'm indignant. I'm like, no, this is coffee. And then I end up looking at the box and I'm just like, holy shit. Uh, I just drank decaf coffee yesterday and I'm about to drink decaf coffee again. And in this period of just um, disbelief, an epiphany comes into my mind. And I was just, and it, it was, it came like this. I have spent the past 20 years, uh, maybe even longer than that, drinking coffee in the morning, right? Uh, every single morning, uh, if there's anything that's been consistent in my life, other than the gym or brushing my teeth or, or anything like that, it's been the fact that I have drank a cup of coffee every, almost every single day for the past 20 years, right? And... When I drank the decaf and I re when I realized I drank the decaf, uh, I, was, I was actually curious. I was just like, hmm, if I've drank coffee for this long, it has, it has sort of been something that I've been relying on, you know, to, to wake up, right? So what would happen if I, let's just say, what would happen if I gave it up, you know? And, and not to say that I actually completely gave it up. I, I actually just... Uh, replaced uh, drinking regular coffee with drinking decaf coffee. And I'll go into what the differences are um, a little bit later and the reasons why I chose that. But I've never given myself a chance to really not start my days with an artificial dose of energy. Um, and to a certain extent, I felt like uh, caffeine and drinking coffee was, was a little bit of a crutch to start the day. So I asked myself, okay, well, if if I've been doing this every single day, I've, I'm, I'm one day off of it. Uh, I've already gone through maybe, you know, probably the worst day, you know, what would the next 21 days look like uh, without drinking caffeine? If there's anything that you know about me as well, it's just like, you know, uh, I like to look at the evidence. Uh, I like to, uh, I like to actually just like research things, but I also, I, I, I love to do these tests. I love to do tests to see like what would happen if I did 21 days of this or 21 days of that. And to me, this was just like another test and a way to observe myself and my relation to caffeine and coffee, right? So I basically said right then and there, I was like, I'm going to continue drinking this decaf coffee right now, even though I, it may not give me the, the effect I'm looking for, but I am going to drink it and I'm going to see exactly what happens if I give up coffee for the next 21 days, right? So to give you some context... Uh, number one, a, a two ounce espresso contains about 150 milligrams of caffeine. A 12 ounce drip coffee contains around 240 milligrams of caffeine compared to a decaf coffee, which could be anywhere between like two to four milligrams of caffeine that you're taking in. And the reason I chose to replace coffee with decaf coffee is because I still enjoy the taste of coffee. I, you know what? When I was younger, I thought it tasted like shit. But as I've drank it every single day for the past 365 days for the last 20 years, you develop some sort of uh, some sort of taste for it. So, so I was still, I guess you could say, dependent on 
the taste of coffee and starting off my mornings with the taste of coffee. So, but anyways, I, I don't necessarily look at, at that as cheating because two to four milligrams compared to 150 or 240, I mean, that, that is almost like minuscule. And to also set some context as well for myself, I am a little bit on the sensitive side of caffeine. I'm not the type of guy that can drink a, an espresso at, at night after dinner and then expect to go to sleep. I will probably be up until probably five, four or 5 a.m. in the morning trying to get my ass to sleep if I do that. I never, I always drink, actually, I always drink one coffee a day and I would always drink them around like 8 to 10 a.m. in the morning and I would never drink it in the afternoon because I know that it would have a negative effect on my sleep. All right, so so pretty much full 21 days of caffeine, completely off. I wanted to get off of it and I want to journal what I learned in the process. And uh, and funny thing is I'm, I'm on day 36 right now and it doesn't look like it's stopping, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So, so before I get into my lessons, let me, let me just like, just educate you on, on how caffeine actually works, right? So there is this popular kind of like misconception that caffeine gives you this energy, this, uh, this energy that doesn't come with any consequences. But the reality is, is that it is a little bit more than complicated. All right. So throughout the day, your brain actually produces this neurotransmitter called adenosine, which binds to, and then when it binds to adenosine, when you bind adenosine receptors in your neurons, the nerve activity in your brain slows down. You start to feel drowsy. So to a nerve cell, caffeine just looks like adenosine, right? So, which means that caffeine can actually bind to your neurons adenosine receptor. And when caffeine does that, right, the actual adenosine cannot bind to the neuron, which means that the brain can't get away with uh, it's time to get drowsy message uh, because your brain isn't getting aden adenosine essentially, instead of slowing down, your neural activity will actually start to speed up. So the pituitary gland actually observes like the brain's activity as a signal that, uh, you know, some sort of emergency is going on. So it actually releases hormones to tell the adrenal glands to, to produce adrenaline and epinephrine and cortisol. And adrenaline is like our fight or flight hormone. It has a number of effects on our body. Uh, it dilates your pupils, increases your heart rate. It releases sugar from your liver into your bloodstream for extra energy. These are reactions. These reactions are why you feel a buzz after you consume caffeine. So besides adrenaline, your body also releases cortisol when you consume caffeine. And cortisol stays in your bloodstream longer than uh, adrenaline. It works, as, it works with adrenaline to prepare your body to fight or flight, right? It also constricts your blood vessels. It increases the amount of glucose in your, and insulin in your blood for quick energy and increase in, it increases and partially shuts down your immune system. So basically, caffeine allows you to activate this fight or flight reaction on demand. And this stress response was designed to help humans or us deal with immediate challenges. Like when a saber-toothed tiger was about to was about to eat us up, uh, that fight or flight hormone kicked in or adrenaline kicks in. And you're like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Right. So this is essentially what this uh, what this uh, what adrenaline is used for. Right. So, but dialing up your stress response and elevating your cortisol all of the time, even when you're sedentary and like relatively relaxed can actually create more problems and serious uh, health effects in the long term. And with that being said, you know, I didn't know any of that stuff until I started to really dive deep into 
getting off of caffeine in the first place. It's funny. Like we take in these substances, but we don't necessarily understand what they're doing to our bodies. So, you know, a lot of people would be like, well, caffeine helps you live longer, do all this kind of stuff and whatever. And, you know, most of the studies I see on caffeine are of the positive side. And I, I, I rarely see the, the negative aspects of caffeine being talked about uh, a lot because, you know, guess what? You know, caffeine is the world's uh, single most popular drug out there. I mean, caffeine and alcohol are probably the two most popular drugs that are out there that are free to consume on a regular basis. And you can't, and you can't really think that you are not privy to, uh, you know, you are actually going to get the benefit, but also not but also uh, be, not be privy to the negative effects that can come as a result of drinking caffeine on a regular basis. So that being said, after 36 days of getting off of caffeine and drinking decaf coffee, here are the lessons that I learned. And I'll start with the biggest lesson of all. When I started drinking decaf coffee and getting off of regular coffee, my sleep got significantly better. And I track my sleep using uh, using something specific. I use an aura ring. Uh, there is another way in which to track your sleep. You can use like an Apple Health Watch or you could use like the Whoop Band. I chose the aura ring because personally, uh, you know, with the Apple Health Watch, I don't necessarily see that as like the most accurate. Plus, you have to wear it around your wrist. And also the the watch itself, it loses battery on a, on a very like on a fast basis. So you're either charging it or leaving it on. And if you leave it on, then you're going to have to charge it. I, I, you know, it's just too much work. The whoop band, uh, it gives you this almost like the same, um, uh, information as the aura ring, but they make you, they pay, they make you pay 50 bucks a month just to get your, your data, which I think is dumb and stupid. I don't understand what the subscription model really is for when the aura ring actually gives you all of that without having to pay a subscription model. So I chose the aura ring and, the aura ring is simple. It just goes around your, uh, just goes around your finger, and basically it tracks. Uh, let me just grab my aura ring stuff right here. So basically, what it does is it tracks uh, everything from like the total hours of uh, sleep to the efficiency of your sleep to how restless you were or restful you were during the time that you were sleeping. It also tracks your REM sleep and your deep sleep, and it also tracks your latency which is like the time that it takes to, to get to sleep. And, and in general, it gives you like the sleep score based on all these factors to let you know uh, how your sleep is doing on a regular basis. And I'm not going to get too deep into the aura ring uh, because I, I'll probably do like an entire podcast on, on uh, the aura ring and how to use it the most uh, and how to use it the most advantageously. But again, I was using the aura ring to track my sleep and the aura ring is fairly accurate. I, mean, I, I, I like to say that's anywhere between like 70 to 80% accurate based on, um, based on your sleep scores and based on your recovery scores. All right. That being said, my sleep got so much better. Uh, before I used to range anywhere from around a sleep score of like 67 to 75 and uh, this was, this is actually something that I felt was normal. If I hit 80, then I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I hit 80. And just in general, I don't necessarily consider myself to be the greatest sleeper alive. I'm not a guy that can take naps. I'm not a guy that can uh, just sleep anywhere he wants. I mean, like that's like a superpower to me. Um, you know, for me, uh, I actually 
have a tendency to wake up in the middle of the night. Um, it does sometimes take me a little bit longer to go to sleep. So with that being said, like my sleep score is averaged or went from an average of around anywhere between 67 to like 75 to upwards of 75 to 85 and actually hit one of my best sleep scores at 87. And I'm noticing like with deeper sleep, I'm just, you know, I, I'm waking up, not necessarily ready to like jump out of bed and just like crush the morning, but I'm just waking up a little bit more refreshed and a little bit more. Uh, and I feel like the refreshed or the refreshed feeling that you get actually doesn't necessarily work towards the beginning of the day. It actually worked towards, it actually helps towards more of the end of the day. The more sleep that I get, the more I get up, the more I don't have any afternoon lulls or afternoon laziness, the more sleep that I get, the more I just feel just uh, calm and neutral and ready to work. Uh, and it's almost like a, it's almost like the energy that you get from a good, a good night of sleep. It is a constant uh, level of energy that you get, not something that's just like, let's just say random or automatic. If you drink caffeine and you feel that jolt and you feel high, it was, it's just a, it's just a really, let's just say it's like a calm, smooth amount of energy that you have throughout the rest of the day. And, and something that I realized about getting more sleep is the fact that it's something that maybe other people are going through, which is to say that when you get more sleep, you obviously enhance all these, you know, hormones and uh, you, you have more testosterone, you recover faster. There's, there's all sorts of studies leading to the fact that if you get better sleep, you prioritize your sleep. It just makes you a better person. Are you enjoying the show thus far? We go through so many resources and links with the podcast. It's tough to keep up. I get it. That's why Dan and the rest of the team put together the High Performance 7. It's a free online course that helps entrepreneurs get lean, build muscle, and increase energy in a way that fits their lifestyle. We go over things like how to burn fat like a 20-year-old, the lazy man's way to building muscle, the 10-minute Superman system, the lead domino that makes all other things easy, and so much more. The best part? As a valued listener of the show, you can access the High Performance 7 100% free of charge. That's right for simply being awesome and tuning in. To get full access, all you have to do is go to www.highperformance7.com. It's high performance, all spelled out, and the number 7.com. And fill out the short form there for us to give you full access. Once again, www.highperformance7.com. Now, back to the show. right? Just makes you a better human being. And I find that sometimes when you're drinking coffee, it leads to a cyclical, uh, actually leads to a almost like a cyclical uh, redundancy. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like this. It's like you wake up in the morning because you didn't have great sleep. And then you drink a coffee and that coffee actually stays in you for whatever it is, eight to 10 hours, it actually has more of a half-life the older that you get. We're going to talk about this in a second. And and then you try to go to sleep. You're not able to get the best sleep ever. And then you you almost like create this cycle where, you're all, where you always have to feed yourself caffeine on a regular basis in order to get this base level of energy, right? 
as opposed to just getting a good uh, amount of sleep, then you kind of mitigate that throughout the rest of the day. You don't necessarily need caffeine. Um, if you can get over like the entire morning, which I'm going to talk about, then the rest of the day, you actually have a lot of energy. And I've actually found that, you know, uh, before my workouts, I used to like, you know, need to do like a pre-workout or whatever, get myself hyped or whatever it is. I, I don't necessarily need a pre-workout uh, anymore. I can just jump into my workouts and, um, and perform almost pretty much like the same. Um, so the main thing is, is that my sleep got a lot better. And when my sleep got a lot better, it just made my life significantly easier. And I, I asked this on my Twitter before. It's like, if you knew like your sleep would actually get significantly better, would you give up caffeine? And the funny thing is, is that you'd be very surprised at how many people said no, <laughs> right? Which leads me to my second lesson that I learned um, about uh, getting off of coffee, which is the fact that I use coffee as a crutch to wake up in the mornings. So I was one of those guys who needed to uh, have coffee first thing in the morning to actually start my day. And now when I look back, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> you know, I was like, I was one of those, uh, I was one of those people that I just loathe. You know, it's, it's like, you know, that uh, the person that says that five o'clock come, 5 p.m. comes and they're like, it's one o'clock. I'm just like, fuck that person, you know? And now I, and now I realize I was that person in the morning. I was like, you know what? Just please don't have any conversations with me until I drink a cup of coffee. I was that guy. And then I, what I realize now is like, I use coffee as a crutch. It's kind of like saying, you know, I can't go to parties unless I drink alcohol. You know, it is literally a crutch and anything that's like used as a crutch, you got to be very curious about, right? You know, it's, if you need something to do something in life, you know, if you need coffee to start your day, I mean, that is something to be curious about. That is something to, to question. And for me, whenever I look at things that, that are crutches in my life, I, I like to actually do my best to eradicate them. I don't want to rely on anything to be able to wake up, to live, to, to do anything. I actually, I actually want to do things kind of like, you know, I, I, I kind of want to live within my own circadian rhythm and let my body do what it's meant to do. So something I realized as well is it's like coffee, the reason why I liked coffee and the reason I think why a lot of people like coffee is because it makes you high, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like when you drink coffee, there is a certain buzz that comes with it. And when people don't get this high and when people don't get this buzz, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a crack addict not not getting their uh, their dose of crack that day. You know, shout out to Ed Lattimore on Twitter. He's he's my number one. Uh, he's my number one uh, crack tweeter tweeter about crack. <laughs> but but essentially, it's like it's a drug that people are just it's a drug that people are very addicted to and and some people will pass off this addiction as uh, being normal when the reality is is that if you can't wake up in the mornings without a cup of coffee then you got to question yourself and you got to ask yourself okay what the fuck is not happening here you know i personally for me i keep myself healthy and i eat right and i work out and i exercise and you know the coffee actually it just gave me almost, it was like taking a, <laughs> it was like taking a flamethrower towards my energy. One thing I realized about energy in the morning is that, you know, you're like, when you live 
to according to your circadian rhythms, like there should be a slow buildup of energy. You shouldn't need to uh, throw fire on or throw gasoline on, on a fire that's just starting to burn every single day. And in general, like people use coffee as a crutch and I used coffee as a crutch and I didn't like that. And I realized that only after I started drinking decaf coffee because I spent the last 20 years getting off of coffee. So, so that was one, that was a huge lesson I learned. And if, if you do find yourself like using coffee to get up in the mornings, you can't start your mornings without coffee. I would question that. And I would try to live without as many crutches as possible within your life. So you can actually live a full life and be a normal human being essentially. So Another thing I realized, a big lesson that I realized with uh, by getting off of coffee was that was actually this is almost like two lessons in one. Number one is in the mornings, if I don't do the right things, then I can be a complete asshole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, in the afternoons, I'm I actually don't have a a lack of energy, and I don't have any energy drops. So therefore, I'm actually calmer. I'm less anxious and let's just say a little bit more discerning and a little bit, I, I, I can pause a little bit more by not having coffee in my system because I don't deal with that massive energy drop that usually happens when the caffeine wears off. So I actually say that I am way calmer. <laughs> Maybe my, my wife would not necessarily agree with me, but I, I feel like I am less anxious and more calmer as a result of not drinking coffee. And, uh, and of course, like when you think about all the stuff that happens when you do drink coffee, it, it kind of is, you know, people, again, like I said, people talk about the, uh, the great aspects of coffee. They'll like give you all of the studies and all of the memes and like all this kind of stuff, why caffeine is great. And personally for me, I, I think caffeine is great when you use it as a tool, but not great as a, as a tool to use on an everyday basis. One one thing people don't tell you is that when you actually drink caffeine, it, studies have actually shown that it can increase depression and anxiety. Like heavy caffeine can actually exasperate existing depression. And this could be because of the increased dopamine release that accompanies caffeine, right? That, that actually desensitizes your dopamine receptors. So in one symptom of depression is a lack of motivation to do things. And if you only lack, if you only have motivation when you drink coffee, that is a sign. That's not cool. That is actually not good. So also caffeine can exasperate anxiety, uh, right? The, the stress hormones that are released in response to caffeine can create jitters. They can heighten stress. They can trigger anxiety attacks. And if you've ever used a thing, like if you've ever done a fat loss pill like I have before, which was like hydroxycut, which is packed with caffeine, you know it can like increase your heart rate and make you feel like you're going fucking crazy. So the other thing about caffeine is it actually increases irritability, right? The research is actually split on this, but you know some, some studies say it does, some studies say it doesn't. But the thing is, is that when you're in fight or flight response, what do you think is going to happen to anger and aggression? You are going to be... Even though you have caffeine, you have energy, you are actually going to be more angry and more aggressive towards other people, right? And, and just in general, it's like everyone talks about the, the great aspects of caffeine. No one ever doses you with the, the bad shit that can actually happen. So I find that my energy is just calm and my spirit is just calmer without 
having a consistent dose of caffeine on an everyday basis. The other thing, the other lesson I learned from getting off of caffeine is the fact that caffeine actually changes as you age, right? So when you take in caffeine as a young person, um, you know, maybe anywhere between like uh, 18 to like 25, 30, even like 30, 35, uh, caffeine actually affects you differently than when you're over 35 into your 40s, 50s, 60s. Not saying that I'm 50 or 60, but I'm in my 40s right now. And I actually find that caffeine actually stays in me longer the, the older I get. And this is something that a lot of people are experiencing as they age. So they actually say that caffeine has a, a life, a shelf life of about eight to 10 hours. But they also say that caffeine also has a half life after that of four to six hours. So, you know, let's just say you're taking a coffee at 10, let's just say 8 a.m. in the morning, 12 hours pass. Uh, by the time you are at 9 p.m., you may still have about 40 to 50 milligrams of caffeine still in your system. And this could cause you to, you know, push off sleep, not sleep as well. And it could also cause you to wake up, you know, uh, in the mornings uh, and not wake up in the mornings, but actually wake up in the middle of the night and not be able to go to sleep because basically you still have this cortisol and this adrenaline released inside of your body. So what I, what I found with caffeine is, is that the older you get, the more it affects you. And, you know, this reminds me of one of my Twitter friends. His name is uh, Jeff. And, uh, you know, I love Jeff. He's, he's a great guy. Uh, but, he, you know, with Jeff, he actually, um, so his whole thing is like, I only need four hours of sleep a night, right? And the context of that is that he actually drinks about six cups of coffee a day, right? And the thing is, is that who are we to say that Drinking 240 milligrams of caffeine, which times six could be 1200 milligrams, which could be enough to make an elephant want to, or a horse want to go crazy. Who's to say that, you know, taking in that amount of caffeine is not fucking up your sleep, right? Is not actually, is not actually doing something to your sleep. And it's just going to get worse as you, as you get older, right? So, so the thing is, is that, you know, a lot of people, will will say that uh oh yeah well, i could drink coffee you know before i go to sleep or whatever it is and that's like a superpower to me but the fact of the matter is is that you don't know exactly like how much it's affecting your sleep just because you can go to sleep doesn't mean like your sleep is actually amazing and i'm going off on a tangent here but i find that as i get older you know i just find that caffeine actually affects me i'm more sensitive to it and it stays in my body a little bit longer this is something especially if you're over the age of 40 this is something to observe this is something to test out on yourself all right and and we also have to say that you know my caveat to this you know because i wake so one of my lessons was like i wake up uh i could you know generally be an asshole right <laughs> I, i'm not necessarily having that um, artificial dose of energy so so now another lesson that I'll learn from this is that in order to have a great morning, um, I need to have two things. Uh, one of them is going to be movement. Movement is super vital as you wake up. It, it, it wakes up your body, preferably movement with the sun bearing down on your body in the morning. Great way to wake up your circadian rhythm and also meditation. Uh, so I meditate in the shower and I've, I've noticed that I'm just more chill and I'm actually better in the morning when I do both of these things. All right. So 
that's also the main thing that I learned is just like without caffeine, um, you aren't necessarily able to start your mornings with this like artificial dose of energy. So uh, you have to dose it yourself with uh, with mindfulness and physical activity. So so these are the main lessons that I've learned. Uh, I, I'm sure I have more, but but yeah, again, I, I'm going to continue on this test. You know, I'm 36 days into it and I, I really don't see a reason to bring back caffeine at this very moment of time. I just don't, uh, unless, unless I turn into a piece of shit <laughs> and my wife's just like, you need some caffeine. No, no, no. I just, she, just in general, I just don't necessarily think or feel the need to actually drink caffeine right now, knowing what I know and going through this entire test. What, what's going to happen? I'm going to continue this on for the foreseeable future. And I am going to access caffeine and use it when I absolutely need to use it, when, it's, when it actually is needed as a tool, right? Because I think a lot of times we take these tools and then we start using them for everyday jobs in the house. It's like, if you need caffeine every single day, then you're not necessarily using it as a tool, you're using it as a crutch. It's kind of like using your hammer for every single job in the house, you know, like you're not going to use your hammer every day. You don't necessarily need to use caffeine until it's absolutely needed. And the second thing is, is I'm going to start more implementing um, really wholesome things like meditation and movement early on in the morning so I can wake up my body the natural way and get away from this this like bad mood in the morning, right? I, I, just starting your morning is not necessarily, uh, you know, the best and, and actually using that natural methods to wake my body up and to feel better and to just start my day better. And what does this mean for you? I, I don't know what it means for you. This, these are my observations of getting off of caffeine. Um, I don't know what it is that you should do, but if you've been like using this as a crutch for the past, however many years, you know, give yourself a chance to get off of it for you know, at least like a month or even 21 days to see exactly how you're affected, journal out your process and do the things that, that I'm doing right now to mitigate maybe like the bad effects that may come as a result of getting off of it. And you may actually find that you don't necessarily need to drink caffeine or you don't necessarily need to drink coffee. That's one less thing that you, uh, that you have to drink or use to wake up your body. And I'm not here to tell you to do anything. I'm just here to kind of like tell you my observations and guide you. So you know, you do you, you do what you feel is right. Uh, for me, I'm going to continue this uh, test on and uh, hopefully I'll give you like an update, uh, maybe like a couple months down the road and uh, tell you exactly what a long-term effect of uh, getting off of caffeine looks like. So hope you got a lot of, uh, you know, value out of this. Hope this was interesting for you. And, uh, and yeah, you know, um, if this is uh, something that interests you, then go for the test, see exactly what happens. And, uh, and yeah, if you actually like this uh, podcast episode, you made it all the way here, please do me a favor, give it a five-star review on uh, iTunes. And yeah, man, this is the way that we spread the message and, and get this uh, information out to more people. So really appreciate you listening and I'll catch you on the next one. Take care. Have a good day. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe on whichever platform you're tuning in from. Help Dan and the rest of the team get the word out to more entrepreneurs like yourself and leave an honest review for the show. It would mean the world to us if you can help in those two ways. Dan reviews all the feedback on the show, so we can't wait to hear what you've got for us. This show is made for your benefit, so be sure to reach out if you have any ideas on topics that we can cover on the show or people we should interview. You're listening to the High Performance Founder Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. <laughs>